0: Our mornings with Ian Smith, not quite, Ian Smith will be coming up just after 10am when he heads back to the Bay Oval with our legendary Test Cricket commentary team here on SENZ. It is Louis through till 10, I laugh tongue in cheek, some days you do get an easier day at work, while today you would have thought should be a pretty simple one for me. I want to talk to you about cricket, up after 9.30, actually more like 9.25, we're going to talk cricket. 0800-150-811. This week, before the cricket coverage begins on SCNZ, I am here for you to talk, to debrief the day before, to project the day ahead. All of that goodness. Double eight double three is the text line. 0800-150-811 is the phone line. I want to hear from you because yesterday was a special day. We're going to talk a little bit of football as well because, wow, dearie me, the English Premier League this morning, the Premier League was... Banging Goals were being banged Arsenal Three Liverpool One So With that in mind We're going to catch up with uh, the biggest Arsenal fan we could find He's the uh, New Zealand Arsenal fan club Mike Hadnett And Mike is heavily involved with the New Zealand Golf Open as well As a press officer So a little bit to chat to Mike about We'll get to him in just a second But before then Yeah I need to talk to you Sport is our religion And here is Smithy's Sermon So sometimes we are allowed nice things. And yesterday's Bay Oval experience was just that. As I potted around home, radio tuned to SENZ, glued to the insights and tones of Ian Smith, John Bracewell, and Jeremy Coney, all detailing in their unique way why Kane Williamson and Rachin Ravindra were so special in their own unique ways, it all dawned on me. This is what being a fan is about. Kane has been in our lives for nearly a decade and a half now. Longer for many Bay locals who had heard and witnessed the legend of KS Williamson in his childhood, dominating local parks and nets for fun. I am attached to Kane Williamson. I feel indebted to Kane Williamson. He, for me, like I'm sure for many of you, has been one of the brightest lights in my sports fan career. His unrivalled desire to be in the middle mixed with his meticulous technique grace and elegance has been a privilege to support a new zealander with 30 test centuries at a record-breaking clip is so hard for 12 year old me to wrap my head around it's just a great time to remind ourselves never to take this iconic new zealander for granted so the day was already one of legends then it became an all-timer after days and weeks and months of you the fan agonizing over the non-selection of rachin ravindra to be rewarded with his maiden test century it is the gold medal of fandom it is the cherry on top of the mount shaped cake it proves we can indeed have nice things and the symbolism of rachin ravindra scoring his first with kane scoring his 30th isn't lost on any of you i know that we think this kid has a chance to be special like the bloke at the other end has been for a very long time we aren't lumping the weight of expectation on Ravindra to be as good as Kane maybe no New Zealand batter will ever be but he has a precocious talent to forge his own legacy there's not a doubt about that so now can I quickly do my bidding to the sporting gods do you think we could maybe please potentially See this a few or 10 more times before it's all over. Even just once or twice this summer against the Australians. That isn't too much to ask. Is it seven past nine? You can talk to me about the cricket once we're done talking a bit of Premier League now, we're going to bounce straight back to football because it's been a very, very busy morning for sport. Right now on the line, we've got Mike Hadnett. And I said to Finn, the producer, we need the biggest Arsenal fan we can track down. So he went to our football guru, Ricardo, And Ricardo, he never fails to deliver. He, he knows who everyone's colours and allegiances where they are. And he's come up with Mike Hadnett. Mike, morning to you, mate. How are you? Yeah, not
1: too bad, man. It's been a good morning.
0: <laughs> I think that's probably an understatement for someone like yourself. You are the Arsenal fan we hear, and three one over Liverpool to uh, put yourselves, wow, right there at um, right there at the peak of the Premier League. That's pretty special, isn't
1: it? It's quite. It's, it's always nice to be at the the pointy end. But um, from last year, I suppose we uh, we learned not to count our chickens before they hatch, if you know what I mean. But um, always good to get a win over Liverpool, we haven't done it very often recently, so uh, happy with the performance, happy with uh, what the lads put out, and um, yeah, we we see what happens
0: next week. So 3-1, and it seemed like uh, North London was really, really rocking, the Emirates was, uh, I've got a couple of people we trust up there and we speak to often, Harry Simio, a massive Arsenal uh, broadcaster and fan, and he said that he he didn't think he'd heard the the Emirates um, rocking as loud and as big as that ever, so it seems like there's a bit of groundswell of support behind this particular Arsenal team, why would that be?
1: Uh, I, I think the um, I've, I've been lucky enough over the last two seasons to get back a couple of times and it's, um, it's definitely the atmosphere has changed a lot um, and I think a lot of it's got to do with one, the, the change in I suppose mentality from the team, that they seem to be a bit more engaged and a bit more... Um, I suppose putting their hearts in their sleeves and actually playing with emotion and, and that, that means a lot to those who are in the ground, I mean it, it costs a lot to go to a match, um, especially when you're travelling from the other side of the world, it does, it costs a hell of a lot, but um, it's good to see the, the players actually recognise what people are, are, are putting out of their way to come and support them and obviously that helps pay their wages and all that other stuff as well so um, I think that, that has a big part of it and the fact that we finally kind of have a bit of a, an anthem, a theme song, you might have heard it before the before the match and at the end, um, I, I think that everyone's buying into that sort of um, I suppose uh, groundswell. I suppose as you say, it's, it's really good to see and really um, awesome to to get up at three or five in the morning and and hear it. Uh, it makes you want to stay up and and watch the rest of the match. Yeah.
0: They they were really fierce this morning. They didn't take a backward step. Liverpool, as they tend to do, um, held held a lot of possession. But uh, going forward, I thought Arsenal they looked pretty potent. And I know they would tinkered with the midfield a wee bit as well. So on today's performance, three one over Liverpool, um, the goals were shared around. What do you make of the actual performance itself?
1: Yeah, I suppose we had a bit of a shaky moment just before half time. Um, the, the first goal was a, a really well worked goal, and then. Just before a half time, conceding a a bit of a I suppose the word would be sloppy um, equaliser um, ha, has the potential to to cause a few issues um, with its timing. It's uh, going into that half time chat. I know there was a bit of um, bit of talk about how that would affect the players, but to see them come out in the second half and just like absorb whatever Liverpool changed and, and gave to them and deal with it and then. Go on and cause a, a sloppy mistake from their side as well, um, and, and just keep pushing was really good. It was the intensity was there from the players; they were they were up for the battle, and um, I suppose to the to the victor goes the spoils. Uh,
0: Arteta now. Nah. He's he's been kind of in the headlines this year for a couple of different things. He's obviously been unhappy at times with the officials. He he's um, had to put out fires about potential moves and and not understood where the, the rumors were were coming from. But he seemed as jacked up as I've seen a manager after that game and in his post match <laughs> press conference he he said that you know he's kind of given a little bit of an insight into what he was saying to the players and and there seems to be a real desire for him to make Arsenal a force, and he's kind of got the, that mix of he's clearly an intelligent football brain, but I think he is just starting to really find and build into that character, which all good managers are. They become characters, don't they?
1: Yeah, he's, he's definitely a lively one on the on the touchline. I know a lot of my um, friends who support other clubs are, are very annoyed about it, but... Um, <laughs> You, you you can't fault the, the man's emotion and the the man's desire right um he he gives everything he has towards the club and, and every manager does um but it's it's good to see that the club one backed him when he was uh struggling a little bit that the players are all playing for him um, and again the, the the fans are all well mostly are all behind him and and love what he's doing i mean uh, from where we were five, six years ago uh, to where we are now, um, I suppose you can't argue with it, can you really?
0: No, you can't. I've just found a stat here. Arsenal's expected goals of 3.52 times G is the most Liverpool have ever faced in a Premier League game. Now, that is, that is dominant when you put it like that, and uh, yeah. I think, uh, I mean, there's, this, there's Mike, I'll, I'll get your take, but... There seems to be this thing with Arsenal supporters that you're always about to shoot yourselves in the foot. Like there's this, yeah. like yeah. There's, there's this lack of trust. And I've asked lots of people this year about Arsenal and and oh, actually about the Premier League. I guess at the end of the season, what, when you, it shakes down, what do you think? And most people seem to say Liverpool can win it. Man City will be in the fight. Arsenal, we just don't know whether they have the gumption when the when the crunch comes. Does, does this morning's result change that?
1: Uh, I think every team in the Premier League is prone to some sort of mishap. Just look at Liverpool this morning, right? Um, mm-hmm. there, there's, uh, I suppose, recent memory uh, and recent results over the last couple of seasons have been that we have shot ourselves in the foot. Um, and, and that dates back well, 20-odd years, I suppose, since we last won the league. So um, uh, this this team is very young still. I mean, we're, I know we harp on about it, but there's, there's quite a lot of, a lot of young lads in there that um, while they have a, a bit of experience, they're still young. There's, some of them are still teenagers. Some of them have just turned into their 20s, right? Um, everyone's prone to mistakes, but when you're young, you're prone to a lot more of them. All, all we ask is that you learn from them. Um, good thing is we seem to be making different mistakes that so we are learning from them. But, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's just good to see a good young crop of players come through and, uh, at the moment, are delivering the goods and they're performing set... What did Archie just to say today? Um, like Klopp's team uh, have have done this for six or seven years now. We're only into the, the second year of that sort of consistency. So, yeah. Mm. Um, expectations obviously are always high um, and everyone wants to win the league, but uh, when you put reality in it and you look at budgets that are spent uh, over a a long period of time, um, I think we're we're in a good space. We're in a healthy space and it's just seeing if we can kick on and and move on or learn from those reasons why we don't kick on, if you know what I mean. And and last year will prove to be I think some really good learnings for them, especially in that run into the end of the season. Um, we, we almost went too early with our run. Maybe we're changing our timing this year a little bit. I don't know. Yeah.
0: I hope so. Makes sense. Yeah, yeah, you would hope so, Mike. And it makes sense the way you spell that out. Now, an incredible round, wasn't it? Like, goals galore for each. Newcastle, Luton Town, a couple of two-all draws. Um, United put three past West Ham Probably didn't see that coming Villa five love over Sheffield United Wolves hammering Chelsea 4-2 and there's some hilarious Scenes coming out of that game And yeah the 3-1 scoreline for Arsenal Liverpool so and that's before Man City get to play Brentford tomorrow so God only knows um, it, it's, it was quite an incredible uh, match day Wasn't it? Yeah
1: they, they were saying it's like one of the the joint Highest this season and was a game To spare which is potentially going to uh, give us a few goals. Um, yeah, it, it is the same, but it also shows how, um, I suppose, the Premier League has changed over the last couple of years where it's gone more attack-minded rather than defence-minded, right? So yep, you're having absolutely. more people going forward, a lot more goals being scored, a lot more uh, late goals being scored, and I think um, the, the added time situation adds to that. There's a lot more penalties, uh been given, and I think that's down to um, the, the VAR system and, and how that's happening. So it's uh, there's a lot of factors into it, but it, it just makes for exciting viewing for everyone. Everyone wants to, to see goals and see drama, and, and that's what we're getting.
0: Mike, I'll, I'll get you out on this one, because I know you're um, yeah heavily involved with the New Zealand Golf Open as well. I get all your press releases through to my inbox, and you guys have got a bit of a crunch yeah. period coming up. Um into the into well into february now and uh some of the and we actually spoke to mike last week and some of the announcements around young kiwis that we're getting and and then you mix in the the likes of alka being at here and hillier it's um must be very exciting for everybody the team involved with the the nz golf open and yeah it comes around quick doesn't it but this this seems like with the prize money up over two million dollars this is this has got all the writings to be one of the great tournaments
1: yeah, the, the New Zealand Opens uh, a love of all of ours that that are involved in it, and um, it's really cool to see not just like all the returning champions come back, but all the young Kiwis who are making their mark uh, on golf around the world um, have the opportunity to come in and experience and, and be part of it. So we just uh, we're really excited. As I mean, it's only 23 days or so to go, um, so kick, kick off at the end of the month and um, Hopefully, everyone's uh, turned into Sky to watch it.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, no, the coverage is always great on Sky. Hey, Mike, nice to chat Arsenal and EPL with you, mate. We'll, um, we'll do it again sometime.
1: Sounds good. Thanks, man.
0: Yeah, Mike at there. He is Arsenal New Zealand fan club, and they got a massive win. You can't underestimate that result. 3-1 over Liverpool this morning to put them clear second on the Premier League table. Radio, 20 minutes past 9 o'clock. You heard me wax lyrical about one of my favourite days ever being a sports fan yesterday, watching one of my favourite athletes ever came, Williamson, and and a guy who I think probably when it's all said and done will be one of my favourites in Ratch and Ravindra. Look, they made hard work of it. It was some really, really frugal South African bowling. You give them credit. They kept charging in, but it was always the case, isn't it? There's the green tinge, but it's actually a lovely batting wicket if you can survive that first hour or two and gee it browned off and at the end of the day when South Africans South Africa's attack before the new ball was starting to tire and Williamson and Ravindra were well in yeah the short ball stuff at 125 kilometers an hour it's not going to scare Kane Williamson not when he's playing that well off the back foot so what do you make of it 0800 150 Richie, Louie, I had the cricket on the tally the whole day yesterday with the mute turned on and the picture synced up with the commentary call from the legends on SCNZ. What day King Kane and Ratchin showing us all armchair selectors were right sporting bliss and I have today off as well and tomorrow's a public holiday, Richie. You just do it. I had so many people suggest yesterday that that cricket commentary on SCNZ and this might sound a little bit self-sourcing, self-preferential, whatever, but... I think it's fair to say that was one of the great call teams we've been able to assemble in New Zealand, so um, big, big credit to the team here at SCNZ and McCarty's crew for being able to nail that. It was really sensational. Um, And, Mark, you want some more NRL talk? It's cricket season, brother. Come back in winter. 0800-150-811, I want to talk cricket with you. You are the fan. Yesterday was for you. It proved we can have nice things. Twin Centuries, our greatest and the guy that's got a chance to be a great. What we'll do is we'll go away and we'll come back. We're going to kick off with Cliff, and I want more of you. 0800-150-811, we're doing talkback on cricket right the way through Do we handball it over to the cricket commentary team at 10 o'clock. Back soon.
2: Yeah, he was like, congratulations, mate, you're, you're unbelievable. I was like, man, no, Kane, you are, seriously.
0: I think we all wanted to know, what did Kane Williamson say to Rajan Ravindra as he scored his maiden test ton? Uh, I heard Smithy talking about it, and he was saying, like, that. that is... Money buy can't buy experience learning on the fly with Kane out there watching Harry evaluates. Everyone was talking about in their lounges around the country, I'm certain. I know I was. How good of a learning experience is that, Rachin, to be out there with Kane? And Kane said, You're unbelievable. And he said, No, Kane, you are oh, just perfect. Absolutely perfect. 0800 150 811. Lots of texts on the text line, but always preference to the phone line. Scott and Taranaki's up in a second. We'll start with Cliff. Always wanted to talk some cricket. Cliff, how'd you soak it in yesterday?
3: Yeah, morning, Louis. Yeah. Hey, look, I was glad we won the toss. Um, well, they won the toss and put us in because I really wanted us to bat first. And shame to lose Conway uh, first ball on the second over. But, um, yeah, look, it was a, it was a great partnership. I think Ravindra... He needed somebody at the other end with experience to guide him through it. You know, not to. the ball wasn't coming on at times, and he kept on playing some some nice little drives off the back foot onto to the man at cover. He kept hitting the same guy. And I think if someone else had been at the other end who, who didn't take much interest, I don't think he would have made the ton. I just think Kane just worked him through it and said, look, you'll get the loose ball, and you, then you can put it away. And once the new ball came, I think it became much more easier to score. And um, but it was just a yeah. good day's Cliff, cricket. You I know, think, it was...
0: Cliff, I think that's it's a really, really astute point because what we know about Ratchan Ravindra is he likes bat on ball. He's one of those players where he wants to be forward to it and he wants to he wants to feel bat on ball, which. Can sometimes get guys into trouble, and you saw when he wasn't finding those gaps, Kane kept coming down to him, and he, he wanted to take some edgy singles, didn't he? And Kane keep coming down and saying, there's no rush, mate, you've got the skills, you've got the tools, just keep it calm. You could just imagine what they were saying. I think it's a really good point you pick up, and, and that's what I mean. What a learning experience. You heard Smithy talk about it. There just wouldn't have been all of his coaching and all of his technical coaching and everything he's ever done in his life, Racha Ravindra, yesterday... Would have been when he learnt the most out of anything, surely.
3: Oh look, Kane just would have said, "Look, it's just about giving the bowler his time." You know, he, he he was in reasonably early. The ball was still quite fresh when it when he first came in. But at the end of the day, he played sessions, and they both did. They just played the South African bowlers out of it. Just every time they made a change, they had a look and. You know, there was there was at times where you know I saw a lot of pods. And people were saying, "Oh, they're too slow." You know, this isn't it's not baseball, but we we don't play that way. And that game yesterday didn't deserve it. It was five day test match. We deserve to get there. We're in a strong position now, two hundred and fifty, and and look, if we just push on, we've got plenty of strike makers to come. Mitchell, uh, Santner, Phillips. You know, if we, if we didn't score at four or five runs and over today, uh, when these other guys get in, especially if the ball's, if it's coming on a little bit faster with a bit more pace in the wicket, you know, and we put 500 up, I think we could really pressure them. And I, I want to see our bowlers do the
2: business too.
0: Yeah, well, Cliff, I think, Mate, I think we're, mind. look, I think the, the reality is we, we want to bet once. We want to bat huge. And we've got the guys at the crease to do it. And I did actually catch a little bit of the TV commentary through the middle of the day, and they were obsessed about the striker. I couldn't get it. It's the first day. Who cares? Who cares? We're going to make that time up. Cliff, great call to lead us off. Scott and Taranaki as passionate a cricket fan in New Zealand as anyone. Mate, how did you enjoy that?
4: Well... I enjoyed the radio commentary because uh, I've been dri- I was driving over to the mount. Uh, we're going to the game tomorrow. I'm just doing a bit of work today, and we're going tomorrow. My son's first uh, first look at international test cricket. So, um, oh, being a cricketing lad that he is, I'm sure you'll enjoy it. Um, but for me, it's it, that commentary is brilliant. By the way, Louis, fantastic. And I had my mates doing exactly what you said before about the uh, syncing it to the TV because. You, <sighs> It's quality. It's gold. It's it's everything you want in a broadcast, and it's well put together by the SCNZ team. Um, But for today, it's going to be super important that they get through that first, uh, because the new ball is is, is only five overs old or so. It's really important we see out that first probably drinks break, you know. Uh, So your first hour. Of the second day, and then you make hay. We've got the batsmen in the in the shed that that can go at a good clip. I think we need to get another 300 reasonably quickly today, or around about 270-300, and add a good clip, and then put them back into and put them into bat before the end of the day when they're a bit tired, maybe maybe just after tea too. So you've gone back out there, and then you have to go back again. So that's what I would try to do with them, and then try to take a couple early. Uh, you know, in that late evening session there just at the end of the day. So I think that's going to be critical to to us being able to get the job done. But I'm also very concerned that we didn't take Ajaz Patel because that pitch will take turn. It's got some very hot days coming on it. It's going to dry out. I think that's something I worry about is we haven't got a genuine wicket taking spinner in there. We've got Bitsy Spinners and Sam well, coming along and he's done a great job over the last year. But we need a wicket-taker. A guy who's won us Test matches, spin bowling, and that's Patel. And I worry that's where we may have missed a trick.
0: Now, Scott, I, I take that because I know that you are a massive Aj Patel fan. I actually worry for this the South African side. I think they desperately needed a need a spinner more than the the uh, brand, the, the the part-time captain. But I think Scott, and I respect your Central Districts bias, but I think. Santner, from what we saw in Bangladesh, is a much different spinner than he was last time he was playing red Bull cricket for New Zealand. Would you agree with that?
4: Oh, absolutely. Um, I called for him to be dropped, you know, two years ago. But I've, I'm really impressed with Mitchell Santner across all formats of the game now because he went away, he took that dropping, and he did what you ask of any player to do. Some, you know, get grumpy and, and don't ever come back. He went away, worked with N D And I think he is a hundred times better cricketer than he was before he got dropped and I'm so happy to see him come back and do such a great job, not just with the bat, but up the order for Northern Districts. His spin bowling has got a lot better, not just in the one day game, but we've seen it in the test matches as well where he's played overseas. Now this is a really great test match opportunity for him to say, hey, I can get the job done in the fourth innings when it's long, long, you know, long in the day and I've bowled 24, 25 overs and he's bowling to a plan and he's working guys out, admittedly you don't know these guys that well that he's having to bowl against but you know i want to see that from because Ajaz is very good at working to a plan and taking his time and getting those wickets so this is santan's really really great opportunity to do the job and you'll get a little a few overs out of phillips and and ravinda maybe so yeah i worry that Jamison may have to bowl too many overs though gosh that worries me a little bit but um we'll see how we go
0: yeah, well, we want to keep him in cotton wool to a degree. Uh, last one for you, Scott, then I'll let you crack on. If When you were kind of – let's go back for 15, 20, 25 years. That the idea of a, a New Zealand cricketer having 30 test centuries, if I tried to pitch you that idea, what would you have told me?
4: Oh, mate. I'll tell you what. I didn't realise it was 30 yesterday. I I, I must have missed, missed it. I, I didn't realise. I got goosebumps. I've got goosebumps yeah, same. Out. We've got a guy with 30 test centuries, mate. Louie, how awesome. 30 test centuries. We got excited when a guy gets one. You know, like, you know, I'm exaggerating, obviously. But, you know, you know, this is fantastic. Oh, we've got a genuine
0: ghost. Great. Yeah, but, yeah. like, like you know, like Sir Richard Hadley, like, paddles is paddles. Paddles is paddles. Paddles will always be paddles. But we've got a guy who is still going in the extended prime of his career, and he hasn't played a hundred tests yet, and he's got thirty of them, and that's like one every five or something. It's it's uh, it's like he's 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 a freak, and um, oh, I know what you mean. It is yeah. goosebumps, Scott. Appreciate. It. Enjoy the cricket tomorrow with your young lad. All right,
4: thank you, Louis.
0: See you later, mate. There you go, Scott. Scott and Taranaki thirty. So Kane Williamson's got thirty test centuries in. 97 test I believe it is which is um, it's kind of staggering how's this 169 innings that's 100 every 5.6 innings of the 14 players to make 30 plus tons no one makes their centuries as often now I don't have to read you the list of players that, that would be on that 14 uh, players to make a, a 30 plus tons you would, you would know them that's from Maximum Cricket. Those lads absolutely love their cricket. Uh, I can't quite believe that. 5.6 innings. a 100. Staggering. 0800-150-811. If you want to talk cricket, what do you want to see from today? Any projections about what Ratchin and Kane can score? Um, they did look uncomfy. Look, we've got to admit there was two drops yesterday. Bit of untidy fielding. The first one, Kane Williamson just lashing out just before 50. That was one of the weirdest shots <laughs> you'll see Kane hit. It's a hard catch. The, the second one coming in from the boundary, diving forward, um, probably should have been taken. So I think that's fair enough anyway. Um, what do you make of it? 800 150 Here's some texts. Hi, Louie. Fantastic commentary team on the cricket. I think John Bracewell was a great addition to the already icons in Smith and Coney. Well done. All Patrick and Ash Burden. I'll read these texts because the, the lads, the amount of humility they have, they won't get to them, so I'll read them on behalf. They'll probably be driving to the ground right now. Or they might already be there. Kane Williamson is quite possibly the best batter of this generation, says Adam. His numbers stand up to anyone. The only sad thing is the level of competition doesn't match a Akoli or Smith. Far too many tests against Bangladesh, Sri Lanka, and Pakistan. Ha, Adam, yeah, look, I, I, I understand what you're saying. And it's just, you know, he, he can only play who he can play. But, like, let's be honest, Pakistan have been a, a good uh, test nation uh, recently. Bangladesh have been really good. We've played a lot of away tests as well. We have had a Sri Lanka here a lot and Bangladesh here a lot, I understand. Um, but I think with Kane Williamson you can trust that he would have made his centuries probably against anyone. The guy averages 55, and he, if you look at his averages against the big nations, it's uh, uh, you can you can do it on ESPN Cricket info. He scores tons against everyone. So I think we can probably take on trust that if we had – and he can only play who he can play. But I think with Kane, he is now elevated to a level. You can take on trust that he would have done this probably in most scenarios. Maybe, maybe not – exactly because I understand your point. It's not like he's playing in Ashes every two years. I get that. But I think on trust, we can expect him um, to have scored a lot, a lot of centuries against anyone. Here's a text just come through right now. If Kane played the same number of tests as such, and he would have 63 test hundreds, is that true? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you see the look on my face if Kane had played the same number of tests as such and he would have 63 t- cells. I don't have the time or brain cells to uh, to crunch those numbers and, and be able to uh, explain that but or, or, or confirm that but I'm just going to take this person on trust Louis not sure if you heard Kony this morning but the analysis of the pitch was brilliant I did and correct they never really looked in it because the ball was holding up all day, hence the slow scoring rate. Cat Williamson looked frustrated. Goes to show how good Kane and Ratchin were apart from the one-wayward shot from Kane that they dug in and got rewards. Justin, great point. Uh, you could see Kane was – you say he looked frustrated. I think he was very – he was in it. Like he was in full Kane mode yesterday. He was thinking it. He was feeling it. He was living it. He was watchful, he was, it was a true test of an innings, wasn't it? And I think that, to Cliff's point, is why it was so important to have him there with Ravindra. Uh, Ken says he synced the commentary, good on you Ken, to the TV. And Mark says, Louie, considering how much time i take to time him to take, text your station because I have a speech impediment. I think your reply to my question, this is on the rugby league earlier, was very unfair, Mark. Apologies, Mark. If you feel like that, let me refine your initial text. When do we do NRL talks? Going to ramp up on the station because there's player movement, etc., to talk about local supporters' happenings in the Warriors. Thanks, Mark. Worry, uh, Mark. I think if you it might have been a bit flippant to your question, I'll explain it like this. I think there are there are plenty of people that love their rugby league on the station. Sam Hewitt. I was more meaning right now, it's test cricket for me. It's, te- it's, it's summer. It's summertime. And I just get a little bit frustrated, Mark, not, not by you, but we're so keen in New Zealand to ram oval ball down our throats at all times that we might overlook the here and now. And yesterday was one of the greatest days I can remember being a, a test cricket or a cricket fan in New Zealand. So that was more my point. It's cricket season. Your, your, your question's a valid one. There's lots of rugby league. We have lots of rugby league fans here on SCNZ um, and you're going to get more and more as we get closer to the season. And I appreciate every single one of your texts, Mark, especially in the weekend. You're a good sort. Right, 18 away from 10. We could hear a little bit of right to with Daniel McCarty if you don't give me a call. 0800-150-811. I'll get to some more texts on the other side. You're listening to SCNZ. Hey, they'll be back from the Bay Oval at 10 o'clock. So I'm just going to shepherd you through to 10 and then I'm going to get out of the way. It'll be like, it'll be like Smithy handing to Lara. Except I'm neither. So that's a terrible analogy. Back soon. Dave's come through on the text line, double eight, double three, and said, it'll be like the Smithy stand and handing over to the real Smithy. Yeah, from Dave. Yeah, good point, Dave. And Smithy will be here uh, after nine, after 10 o'clock. And obviously throughout the day here on SCNZ Test Cricket. Ah, just fantastic coverage. Now, instead of me trying to surmise and work out what was going on out in the middle yesterday... Daniel McCarty caught up with Rachin Ravindra after a career day for him, his maiden test century. Let's just hear how the special talent soaked it in.
5: Rachin Ravindra, Test Match 100, tell me the emotions that are pulsating through you right now.
2: Yeah, I I guess I'm pretty pleased, it's a pretty special moment and being able to, I guess more more than the individual stuff, being able to put on a total for the team and um, have the team in a... After one day in match is pretty special. What's the
5: mindset, the thinking? You go out there in a tricky situation at 39 for two.
2: Yeah, I think it's just about accumulating and knowing your plan and executing it for a long period of time. I think Kane showed us for the number of years the way he's done it, and I guess early wickets doesn't, you know, it's a newer ball. So, I mean, lucky enough, I've been um, opening the batting for Wellington sort of throughout my years of domestic cricket. So, I guess the plan's very similar. I thought they were really steady
5: with the ball. Was it tricky out there? How do you judge the first? sort of two sessions I guess.
2: Yeah they bowled really well especially those first two sessions I think they brought something into play and bowled challenging lengths and I think it showed sort of our strike rates were pretty low and um, they were able to contain us for a period of time and I guess that's with Red Bull cricket you know you, it's a war of attrition right so you, you take um, blows and then hopefully you can put pressure back on when
5: sort of the day gets on and where the bowlers get tight. Yeah you certainly made them pay in that last session you go at nearly four runs and over you both moved from 50 into 100s was it? Was it intent or did, did they tire a bit of both? How, how do you judge the last session a really good one? Yeah, I think it was a little bit
2: of both. Yeah. I think the intent was there and we knew, okay, this is potentially a period that we could, um, not an attack, but uh, have that positive mindset. And yeah, potentially they tied, but I still think they bowled, you know, they're, they're at it. They both
5: had good fields and made it tough for us to score. The the moment you reach three figures, what's that like? What, what's going through your mind as you tuck it four to square and get the hundred? Yeah, I, I don't know. It's it's hard,
2: it's hard to say now. I mean, in, in that moment, it's always always fun and uh, getting the opportunity to do it for, for New Zealand. I mean, you know,
5: it's, I'm very very grateful. You've worked very hard at this. There's been a lot of people who've helped you along the way. There's, you know, run a lot of balls. Yeah, yeah. You. <laughs> you know, I'm sure you you like, can't wait to share that with them.
2: Oh, definitely. I mean. Yeah. If I started listing off the people who've helped me, we'd be here today. So, I mean, I appreciate obviously everyone, everyone who's helped me out through this journey, and um, I can't wait to, I guess, spend that time with the teammates tonight. And you know, um, you know, there's still four days in the Test match to go. So, uh, hopefully, we're, we're in a good position to
5: um, get a win. You were all 22 yards away from a guy. I looked like at, at times he was sort of fighting himself. I, you know, it was quite theatrical with some of his body movements. What a learning opportunity for you to watch how he gets through perhaps tricky sections of the game?
2: Oh, definitely. I think Kane's a master at, at what he does. I mean, 30 test hundreds, and, you know, in 97 games, I think it is. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, uh, it's unfathomable, to, you know, and the, the way he's done it for a period of time over his career, and he's just gone better and better, um, which is amazing to me, and I guess you learn from those processes, and, and a veteran like that, he's uh,
5: very helpful, and he, he's always there in the middle to, to give you a helping hand, so it's pretty cool. Yeah, that's sort of the past, the present, the future, you two. Um, you know, so so he, he has been an inspiration in some way. Oh, definitely. I mean,
2: yeah. and during my teenage years, I watched Kane. You know, I distinctly remember sort of his uh, innings in Aussie. You know, the, the way he went about it, sort of 25, and uh, watching him uh, accumulate his runs. You know, in the during my teenage formative years, is, uh, was pretty cool. I mean, being able to spend that
5: time with him in the middle is uh, sort of a full circle, like pinch yourself type moment. I'm not a lip reader. Did you say thank you to him? Does he just congratulate you or did you have a special me- word for him when he reached three, uh, 100?
2: Yeah, oh, I mean, Kane's been Kane. He always yeah. takes sort of the the limelight off him at all yeah. and, you know, that's, that's the sort of person he is, his team first and um, he sort of brings that Uh, in that team environment and the way we go so yeah it's definitely I mean he helped me massively Mm. along the way you know you've got two guys against 11 in the middle there so I mean you can't do it without your partner.
5: A record stand unbroken of course uh, for the third wicket against South Africa you use the word yourself where of attrition this is just the start is probably your mindset you've set New Zealand up really well but more is what you want.
2: Yeah, definitely. I mean, test match cricket, about how you perform over the five days. Just because you have one yeah. good day doesn't, doesn't necessarily mean you'll win the game. So I think it's important we come back tomorrow, fresh mindset, you know, reset our plans, reset our process and go from there.
5: How's the pitch playing? What's a good score?
2: Honestly, I don't know. I think we'll just <laughs> take it ball by ball, see, see how much we can get. If we can, I guess, bat for another couple of sessions and, and then cash in on
5: that last one, it'll be, it'll be fantastic. Well, you're a test match centurion. I hope that sounds good to you here. Yeah. Uh, go back to your phone, it's probably blowing up. Thanks for joining <laughs> us. Good luck for tomorrow. Cheers, thank you very much. Daniel McCarty, catching
0: up with Rachin Ravindra. Now, here's one thing that Kane Williamson and, and Russian have in common, um, alongside the incredible talent and vigour for scoring masses of runs, humility. What a humble, humble guy. And we've seen this during the World Cup. At no stage, no matter how much praise we want to lump on Rachin Ravindra, is he going to get ahead of himself. And Kane Williamson was always and is always like that. So... Pretty pretty cool. Patrick says hi, Louis. Someone mentioned Williamson not playing against playing against easy bowling attacks. 100% not true. Smith never had to play against the Aussie bowling attack. Root has never had to play against the English attack. A Akhile has never had to play against a good Indian attack. Williamson has had to play all of them. Patty and Ash Burden. Love that, Patty. SCNZ cricket commentary is superb. Great to have Jerry, Smithy and Bryce as a class act. Cr- cricket commentary uh, that is really really working. Says Dyke. Keep up the great work. And a couple of racing techs here. Dean in your Plymouth. Racing Highland of the Weekend. Jimmy Star at Caulfield. Invited to All-Star Mile 5 and 15 for $5 for the Doncaster. Sam Williams part-owner will be wrapped. Dean, touche. And Phil, congratulations for sense of timing. Running into third in the and Guineas. It was nice. She she probably, if the track was better, would have run a better race as well. So very good. What a three or four. Trainer and owners. We'll be back to wrap the hour and handball across to the cricket lads up after this.